Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Welcome to Bear Archery's Hunting 101 podcast, where hunters new and old come to learn and find inspiration from stories of hunts gone by. Everyone is welcome to enjoy the outdoor way of life, and there is no better time to start than right now. So let's head into the great outdoors with your host, Dylan Gray. Welcome to Bear Archery's Hunting 101 podcast, as always, presented by our good friends over at Scentlock. You guys got to go check it out. Scentlock is doing some blowout sales on some of their BE1 series, which you never get a sale on. Uh, so go check out Scentlock. I just got um, one of their new packs in, and I'm incredibly pleased with it. I'll be doing a full video on that pretty soon um, on the features of it. But guys, you got to go check out Scentlock because they are, uh, with their BE1 series, it is a full toolkit for bow hunters to get you from early season to late season and now they're adding more things like the packs the belts and all of these types of things to really become a toolkit for bow hunters so go check out our friends over at Scentlock. i've got a, a friend of mine met him at ata this year i've got aj kasmer zach did i say that right perfect man i see i would have just approached you as or introduced you as the coffee viking that's what i would have said so yeah, so that kind of took on its own its own persona on uh, Instagram in that regard. But it's funny because you know I've got friends in different sectors. I play baseball, I I snowboard, you know, different things like that. And to this day, I think a lot of my friends from baseball don't know my first name because it was always just Kaz. No one ever says Kaz Mazak. It was just K A Z and leave it at that. Basically, <laughs> where did the where did the coffee Viking come from? Uh, so always, always appreciated and, uh, thought that, you know, Norse mythology was cool, you know, hearing the stories and the tales and stuff like that. But I also, you know, as you've seen, I've got a huge blonde beard. I've got long blonde hair, which I can actually, uh, blame my fiance on that. She saw a picture one day and she was like, I, I want to see if you can have hair like that and a beard like that for a wedding. And I'm like, me, you know, hair grows back. I can do whatever I want with it. So I'm like, all right, cool. And it's just taken off the uh, coffee aspect. I actually co-own a coffee company called Jennings Java uh, with my business partner. We started it back in college. And uh, so the coffee Viking just kind of manifested itself. And so I threw that on as my Instagram. And it's basically just become this whole thing that people that know me, once again, how they know me that's what they know me as. So anybody that just knows me from Instagram, a lot of people just refer to me as, oh, it's the coffee biking, you know, and uh, we get to talking and things like that. Um, I actually just got back from a wedding of one of my former college baseball teammates and his uncle hit him up out of nowhere and goes, how do you know the coffee biking? And so <laughs> it's, it's funny to see worlds collide like that from time to time. That is funny, man. Um, What's your favorite, favorite, like in the woods camping way to make coffee? 
Oh, oh, um, daggone it. I've got it down here. Uh, oh, it must be upstairs. So there is this tool. It's basically a French press, but it's called, and I'll, I'll give them a little shout out, I guess, is it's called Brew Trek. And it is a stainless steel French press. But the kicker is the top of it has a lip that if you don't have a cup, you can drink straight from the French press. The cool thing is, is the bottom actually, once you press all your coffee down and you get the liquid out, you can unscrew the bottom and just like tap it lightly on a rock, run it under a river and it's clean. And so like super rigid, we threw it across our parking lot with coffee in it and then went and picked it up. No leaks, completely fine. Um, so like in the woods, camping, uh, you know, getting out of Dodge, basically that specific French press is an easy go-to for me. Have you ever tried, have you ever tried an arrow press? Oh, <laughs> we actually have two of those, but normally that one stays in, we have one at the shop for demonstrations. And then my business partner who does where, I mean, we're both a little crazy, but he does winter surfing up on the great lakes and he normally takes the, the, uh, arrow press with him up there. Um, especially for people that fly a lot because it's all plastic, uh, material. It is genius to take. You can slide it down into one of your shoes and whether you're on a plane or on a road trip, it doesn't take up any space, super easy to clean up as well. Yeah, man. And camping wise, if I didn't use this brew track, I would use an aero press, no doubt about it. Yeah, that's my, uh, that's my, go it's actually become like my daily driver. Um, that's what I make my daily coffee in, but it started off looking for a, a lightweight backcountry throw in my pack type option because I told myself like, no matter what, that don't matter if I'm 12 miles in or whatever, I'm not going to have instant coffee. Uh, I'm not going to have poor coffee. And so mad respect to you for that. So I started looking and, uh, you know, wanted to find a, a good brewing method. And I remember after I got the AeroPress, I took it and, uh, we were in Idaho and we, we were there for like eight days and, and I came home and I, I was telling somebody, um, I don't remember the question that, that was asked, but pretty much I said, yeah, I can make coffee 10 miles in the back country better than, than your coffee shop can make it. I promise. Oh and, yeah. Uh, and then it's just turned into my daily driver. And so, uh, I was curious to to ask you that. Yeah, man. And, you know, to your point, you know, when you're hiking in 10 miles, especially for the Western hunters, when you're hiking in, you know, seven, eight, nine, 10 miles, you, you're not going to carry a, you know, 12 pack of monsters in with you. But being able to take something like an AeroPress where, honestly, the coffee you're packing in is probably going to weigh more than the AeroPress itself. I mean, it is yeah. a... It is a lifesaver and a game changer for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Now, before we, before we get any further into this, give us an introduction to yourself as far as your relationship with Baron Trophy Ridge. Um, <laughs> because when people really figure out who you are, you're the guy that everybody hates. So they don't know that they hate you um, because you got, the, <laughs> you got the, the grand prize. So you're the guy that everybody's jealous of and, and uh, mad at, and they don't even know why they're mad at you. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. So, I mean, the, the backstory and we can, do you want me to dive into the story itself or just strictly stick with, you know, bear? Absolutely. All right. Yeah. Tell me the story, man. All right. So 
the backstory is, is I'm fortunate to keep a lot of really, really good people in my corner. One of those is Jesse Swope, who we went and shot Total Archery Challenge in 2020 in Michigan with some buddies. And that just like turned into a whole thing. Like that is our bro trip. Unfortunately, our friends weren't able to come to Pennsylvania last year, but Swope and I, we were like, nope, we're going. This is our thing. This is what we're doing. Had a blast, uh, super, super well done event. Um, but we get to the novelty shots and initially we were hyping it up. You know, we were going to shoot at the, the 111 yard caribou. Um, but <laughs> there was an African safari hunt shoot and I'm an opportunity cost guy. This African safari one was 47 yards and you only had to touch the line of the 12 ring and it was $5 a shot. Whereas the truck shot was $15. So me in my head, I'm like, Oh, I get three shots at this and it's closer compared to the other one. So my buddy Swope shot at the uh, caribou. Um, and then he came over to me and was like, dude, you got to come shoot this. I'm like, no, no, no. Kind of brushed him off. Um, he came back over. He said, no, 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 you have to shoot this because I already bought your ticket. So Jesse Swope bought my ticket for me. And we go over there and that's where I met a guy named Rob who Rob, he kind of does a little bit of everything with total archery challenge. I don't know what his actual terminology is, but he's a great dude. Um, and so he's on the binos. Uh, I draw back, you know, I've kind of got it gauged. I had shot well previously uh, during the course. Um, and so I let it fly and he like pulls off the binos and gives me this deer in headlights look and just goes, dude, it's close. And I'm like, I'm, he's like, do you want to see it? And I'm like, nope, we're, we're going to let the powers that be be and we're going to see it when we get up there. Swope goes up to the binos and he looks through it and he's deer in headlights to me and goes, dude, you got to come look at this. And I'm like, no, 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 no. We're, we're going to let it be. We're going to let everybody else shoot that's shooting it. And we're going to find out when we get up and look at it. So talk about the longest 111 yards of your life, aside from the fact that it was uphill. Um, we get up there, dude, and we're looking at it. And Rob kind of dives into it, basically, and is like, dude, this counts. It, I still remember it was almost like a, if you're looking at a clock, it was almost like at a five o'clock on it. And it happened to be in. And from then on, we were just kind of living up that high, thinking good thoughts. I'm a, I'm a big uh, visualization, manifest it kind of person. So went and took some pictures and some video that I still have on my phone all around the truck. Um, and then we just enjoyed it from there. So fast forward to uh, when the truck is being drawn, they wrote everybody's name down, backed their guy up to a hundred yards and said, okay, go ahead and shoot at it. And whosoever named that arrow pierced ended up winning. Well, he missed the first one and then he hit my name on the second one. At this same time, I'm getting out of a concert without cell service. So I take my phone off airplane mode and I'm getting blown up. And my brother finally calls me before I can look at everything. He goes, dude, what are you doing? And I go, man, I'm, I just got out of a concert with my fiance, you know, and uh, he goes, dude, you won the truck. And we were, it was on an Island. So we're taking the ferry back. And these people had to think that I was on 
hard drugs because I just like, <laughs> I, dude, I, dude, I dropped down. I'm on the phone. I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? Blah, blah, blah. He's like, dude, hang up with me, get on Instagram and look at it. So I do that. And as soon as I see it, immediately my phone calls in order were, uh, my buddy Swope, because I did without him, I'm, I, I'm telling you this, you will not find a better individual than Jesse Swope. So I called him, I thanked him. I'm like, dude, any trips that this truck goes on, it's you and me doing it. And that's how it's going to be. Then I called my cousin Bryce, who is the one that actually got me into hunting and just thanked him for, you know, the years of taking me under his wing. Then finally called my brother back and all, all of that happened. So, um, fast forward again to going and picking up the truck from bear archery in Indiana. Um, it very first, um, very first thought walking into the place was, holy smokes, this is a museum. This is a museum of modern archery. This is crazy. You know, uh, bear, moose, caribou, photos of Fred Bear, uh, you know, doing the world's hardest hunts today back with a hundred pounds of gear on his back. And it just like seeing all of that and it was all encompassing. Everyone at headquarters was uh, incredible. Can't say enough good things about the people of Bear Archery and Trophy Ridge. But so we, we get done and I, we were actually surprised. Um, Bear Archery actually gifted both myself and Swope a new bow. And, at, you know, from a respect factor, I was like, this is what I'm hunting with this season. And I'm going to, I'm going to get some animals on the ground with it. And we're going to go from there. So, um, I've always kind of wanted to do something in the, the outdoor industry, just didn't know what it was. I mean, I, I don't even have a YouTube channel or know how any of that works, but I was like, there's an opportunity here and I don't want to miss it. So since then, or from that point, uh, Jesse Swope and I, we had decided that the maiden voyage of this truck was going to be chasing Maryland Sika deer in the black water and the swamp and the sludge. And so we ended up doing that. Um, I was fortunate enough actually on night one to take a, a pretty good stag. And so we got all the pictures, all that good stuff. And then, um, you know, talking periodically with bear, with trophy Ridge and things like that. I was like, you know, I wonder if we can do something more with this. And so, um, ended up taking a, a pretty good size nine point, uh, from Ohio, which is where I live and thing, one thing led to another. And now I shoot for bear archery and trophy Ridge. And so far, I cannot say enough good things about the team and everyone there. Everyone has been so nice, um, you know, talking with people. Uh, I wasn't sure what site I wanted to go with this year. So uh, I was talking with Andrew and he basically broke everything down for me. And because I wanted something, obviously, to shoot tack with, but then also be able to hunt with when the time comes. And from then on, I have now set myself up for this coming year to maximize as much as I can. So for instance, April going to uh, bow hunt turkeys in Michigan uh, with some buddies. Uh, June, we're going to shoot tack and PA again. So 
anybody listening to this, if you're there, please come say, Hey, um, let's see, September, uh, my brother and I are going to do a video project titled brothers on the run. And that's going to be out in Nebraska chasing mule deer. And then, uh, still have my Ohio whitetail season as well. And there's a chance that I might go down to Kentucky to chase, uh, velvet whitetails, which is just a huge dream of mine. That's awesome, man. Let me just say this. Congratulations. Although I was a little mad. <laughs> I, I mean, I didn't even shoot this shot and I was still mad. I, you know, I, up until this point. So I was in, I was in Texas with Alec, um, on a hunt. I think that like the day that he got to see the truck or, or maybe like the day, I don't remember, but I remember we were in Texas on a hunt and he was like, Oh snap, dude, it's done. And I'm like, what do you mean? And, uh, he just shows me his phone of this truck and I'm like, good Lord. It was the baddest truck I'd ever seen. Dude, this and thing from that is moment on, lick. well, I kept asking him like, dude, what does it take? Like, how do I buy one? How do I get one? You know, what do I do? And uh, I was even having a custom camper built. And I'm like, man, I want that camper wrapped. It was going to be wrapped for hunting 101. And I'm like, dude, I want it in Fred Bear camo. And he's like, you can't do it. Sorry. And I'm like, God, I hate you. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, a beautiful truck. And so I was incredibly uh, jealous of you, I might say. But at the same time, man, I will say this. Um, I've talked to, to, to a couple guys at Bear. And the problem is, a lot of times somebody wins something and they like they get something and there's no real appreciation there. Um, I remember I was taking somebody, we did a giveaway for a hunt. Uh, not this last one that we did for the Naxxas deer in Texas. Cause that dude was incredibly grateful, but we did a giveaway for a bear hunt in Maine and you were going to get free camo from Scentlock, free, free bow, free, uh, Cabela's gift cards to help you get outfitted to get there and all this cool stuff. And I call this guy and I'm like, dude, you just won this trip. We're going to go chase bears together in Maine and blah, blah, blah. And, and he was just like, oh, another bear hunt. Cool. And I'm like, for real? Um, hey. You know, I was hoping for a little more. Um, and, and I've talked to several guys at Bear, and it's been incredibly exciting to watch the way that you've taken this truck and watch the way that you have morphed into a bear archery guy. Um, you know, a lot of guys could have taken that truck and been like, oh, cool. You know, I'll sell the bow and and uh, I'll get rid of the truck. I mean, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a, a Hoyt guy or a Matthews guy or whatever. But you found true appreciation for what Bear did. You found true appreciation for the truck. You've represented it in an incredible way. And so from myself, man, thank you for, for representing that truck the way that it should be. Dude, I, so that right there means the world to me because of the fact that when I got this truck, I wanted to make sure that everybody understood it was going to someone that was going to use it as intended. And it was going to someone that is going to be super, super appreciative of it. So for instance, you know, I'm tagging bear archery and, and total archery challenge any chance I get. I'm directing people to it. You know, Swope and I were going to um, total archery challenge again. Last year, it was just us. This year, we're actually taking four of our buddies and all four are newcomers. And I want to I spread the positivity and I don't want anything to get taken for granted. So, you know, for instance, and this, I guess, is the first public announcement of it, but I haven't figured out when yet. But so I just got the refine. 
My redemption is now going to go to my fiance so she can get into archery with me. And I'm actually, I already got it cleared and everything. I'm actually going to give away my Matthews VXR because of the fact that Bear Archery was so generous and gave me, uh, you know, those bows as being, you know, the uh, winner and stuff like that. It would, I, I see it as it would be wrong of me to turn around and sell a bow, take somebody's money, even though the only reason I have a new bow is because it was gifted to me. And so um, if and when that time comes, I, I'm going to set it up in a way that is similar to kind of like mine and Swope's relationship, where you have to tag your buddy and give a reason why you think he deserves the bow. And I'm hoping it'll present, you know, people like, oh, my buddy, you know, had to get rid of it because he had a house fire and had to pay bills. And I, I wanted to, similar to me with the truck, I wouldn't have any sort of rig like this had I not won it. And that never leaves my mind. And so I want to be able to give back as well. So I want this bow to go to someone that I know is going to use it. I know is going to shoot it and I know is going to hunt with it. And so, you know, I, I will never forget the generosity that's been shown to me. And I want to spread that back to other people. Absolutely. Now, before we move on, let me give a quick thank you to my friends uh, over my friend, single friend uh, at Nick's Knife Works. Um, I am a sucker for for beautifully crafted hand forged knives. Um, it, it was it was instilled into me at a young age. My dad is a knife fanatic. Um, so much so that one time, get this, AJ, one time my dad was sharpening a knife, gets the blade just as slick as could be. I, he was a young guy. I wasn't in the picture, obviously. And uh, and he drops the knife like right after sharpening it. And so in his mind, he's like, I would rather stab this through my foot than chip my brand new sharpened knife. So he stuck his no, foot out. Didn't. So he stuck his foot out. It went through his boot. I don't think it went like through his foot, but like, you know, cut his foot and, uh, but, but at least he didn't dull his knife. Right. So that was the kind of love for knives that was instilled into me. I met a friend right here out of my good hometown. Well, he's in Wichita, but in my, in my area, Nick's knife works. He makes beautiful hand forged knives. I would highly encourage you to go check him out on social media, on Instagram at Nick's knife works. Um, because everybody needs a good hand forged, sharp, well-built knife in their pack. So go check out Nick's Knife Works. Um, I'm actually, I'm actually in the market for a new knife. So I'm, I'm actually there. You go. My phone right now. I'm getting on Instagram. Give him a follow. Talk to him later. He'll build it exactly how you want it. That's the beautiful part. I, I gave him like I'm like I want it on the side of my bino harness. So I want the clip upside down so I can grab it with my right hand. I mean, he he built it exactly how I wanted it. He'll do the same for you. He'll do the same for everybody. Um, AJ, I'm curious to know, and I did hear at one point. Uh, Alec did tell me at one point, he was like, you know, there was only X amount of people who, who made it, who, who were, you know, who hit the shot or whatever. Um, do you recall how many people were in the, like the running for it? <laughs> so this, is, this is how crazy my mind works. Um, so I took the video, it was on Instagram. I took the video when they made the shot and went to look at the name, there's a moment because they had all the names flipped over, but there's a moment that they're um, that they're holding it and you can see the size of the names. 
And I basically took that, counted, because there was two columns on each piece of paper, and then there was four sheets of paper. And I kind of like did like a rough estimate, rough math guess. And what I came out to was there was somewhere between 80 to 110 names. Now, granted, you know, there's some people that um, were able to hit multiple times. I remember being at the uh, Michigan shoot in 2020 when Chris B won it. And we actually got to watch. um, uh, We actually got to watch him shoot. And I mean, I think he had five entries that year. So I know there was multiple people with multiple entries on it. But best guess is 80 to 110 names. I, that's that's pretty close because I remember hearing the number and thinking like, Lord, like that's you got a good chance of winning a brand new truck. And uh, so that's that's pretty close. Um, but what I liked about you, the first thing you said to me at ATA, you said, I'm a living testament uh, that all it takes is one shot. And, and I can't I can't I can't imagine how many guys walked by and they're like, I'm not going to hit it um, or I don't want to spend one hundred dollars to have X amount of shots. Um, right. And I love that you that you said that. Um, so, what would you say to the guy? Because we have a, we have if you haven't seen it yet, a bad to the bone trophy oh. ridge truck. Oh, dude, um, it is slick, <laughs> oh, man. That I like just as much as the bear truck. Um, it looks incredible. I love it. So, what would you say to the guy who walks by, sees the trophy ridge truck, and they're like, "Ah, uh, I can't do it, dude." I oh man. If I can only say one thing to them, I mean, you know, the the easy answer there would be it just takes one, um, you know. But in in a broader sense, in in a life sense, you're never you're one hundred percent never going to have a chance if you never take the shot, you know. And that that goes way deeper than total archery challenge. That's you know a new job that's you know uh proposing to the girl that you like that's you know do i want to spend the money and take this bucket list trip of a lifetime things like that you know the answer do i want to ask for for a promotion you know the the answer is always no if you never take the shot and so that's something that i would tell them is you know well obviously you're not going to win it if you don't at least shoot once but there's that chance, you know, if you've been dialed throughout the day that 15 bucks ends up winning you a once in a lifetime truck. And then yeah. that I've, I've done as much as I can to try to open and walk through the door or walk through the doors that have been opened to me from winning this truck, you know, and I want to, I want to take full advantage, not take advantage in a bad sense, but I want to take full advantage of the opportunities that are being opened and then work my butt off for them. And dude, I, you know, I, I tell my fiance all the time, if someone reaches out or, you know, someone, uh, quote unquote famous follows me or anything like that. And I'm like, I'm just a dude from Ohio. Like I'm, I'm just a Southern Ohio bow hunter, man. You know, I'm not, I'm not anything crazy special. I don't, uh, you know, I don't have exceptional eyesight or anything like that, but it just takes one shot. Yeah. And man, I love that you, um, use it as, as an inspirational form. It's not like, Oh, look at my truck. I won. Or look how good I shot at 111 yards. 
it's inspiring people further. And, and I wish somebody, man, I'll tell you what, it was two years ago when I went full-time in the hunting industry. And that was, that was mind blowingly scary, um, to step away from a very secure, very safe job, great benefits, great retirement to step away from that job that most people don't find at age 23 or however old I was when I found it. Um, to leave that job and to step into the outdoor industry was incredibly scary. But I told my wife, just like you just said, I have to take the chance. Like you I got to jump. You this gotta is jump. my dream. Like I've got to do it. Um, and, and so I, I'm so glad I did. And so I would just encourage everybody out there, like AJ said, whatever it is in life, like even if it's not hunting and, and, and this podcast, I've always said this podcast is to teach and inspire. So maybe this is the inspirational piece of it. But whatever it is in life that that you're contemplating or that you're that you that you haven't really dove into yet, take the chance, like take the leap, um, because like AJ, it could literally be life changing for you, um, or 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 like myself, it could literally be life changing for you. Um, so so try it. Um, speaking of tech, we've got um, just a few weeks out, a couple weeks out, we've got Beaver Bend, Oklahoma, April first through the third. Um, I will be there all weekend long hanging out. I have already told a couple of my friends that I will launch an arrow with my recurve at the 111 target, uh, just for funsies. Um, and if I drill it, which I won't, uh, <laughs> then now you got the wrong mentality. Hey, listen, I, with a recurve, dude, I don't even care. Like if, if I get within 10 yards of the target, I would be stoked. Um, <laughs> because I can't hit a 12 ring at 50 yards, much less 111 yards. Um, but it'll be fun. No, I'm, I'm excited. I ask that you would, uh, if you're going to be there, stop by the bear archery booth, say hi, let's hang out. Um, let's swap hunting stories. Um, I'm excited, man. I, I can't wait to, to, to see some people shoot the target. I can't wait to watch it. I can't wait to, hopefully I get to see the winner shoot. Like that would be cool. You know what I mean? To see yeah. somebody shoot, hit it, and then they win it. That'd be cool. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, and and I'll, I'll add something to that, which is anybody listening to this podcast that hasn't shot tack or doesn't know what to expect or anything like that, man, I will tell you, it is the single best collective of archers that you could find. Yes, tack does give you a scorecard, but I can promise you by the third shot, that scorecard is going to be buried in your backpack because you're going to be laughing, joshing. Uh, you know, joking, having a good time with the buddies, you know, no one, I, I, I could be wrong, but in my, uh, in my view, no one really cares about score. It's all about just like having a good time. You get some exercise in hiking up and down the mountain, you get to shoot targets. And then, you know, when you're going down and talking to everybody in the industry, at the booths, at the uh, bar or restaurant or whatever, it's just like, you can feel it. There, there's a, a wholesomeness to the entire show, basically. And so, you know, I would urge everyone, even if you can only go and shoot for a day, like it is totally worth it. Yeah, I uh, I hope to get to shoot, um, although I will be busy most of the time. Um, I have I, I will be at some of the mountain archery fest events as well. And which I've been. Uh, oh, Lord, I've probably been to. Uh, I've been to a lot of them and I got to go to a lot of them this year, but I've never shot. And that's been my biggest, like, 
I don't want to say mistake, my biggest regret. And so I have, I will take time to shoot a, a couple courses this year because you hear guys, you hear guys rave about it. You hear guys talk about how it's just so therapeutic and so much fun and so much, you know, good practice. And uh, so I will, I will try this year to, to make time and shoot for sure. Yeah, man. I mean, it, it's a blast. And, um, you know, whether it's the mountain archery fest or total archery challenge or whatever, it just, th- you hit the nail on the head. Therapeutic is the perfect word for it. Now I see, I find my, my, I find that therapy every day. Um, and, and my goal behind telling people this is to not make people jealous and say, well, yeah, I, if I got to shoot, you know, if I didn't have to go to work and whatever, have a nine to five, that's not my, my point behind telling you guys this, but I built my backyard. I've got a, I've got a nine, I've got nine 3d targets in my backyard. I built a shooting platform, um, that I'm I can climb up and shoot like it's from a tree stand. Um, and, and I understand if I, I know everybody can't set that up. Uh, but what I did is, is for, for three years, every year I would get on Delta McKenzie and I would order a couple new targets. And then three years down the road, I've got nine. Um, and so that's just what I, I do every morning is go outside, climb up on the shooting platform like I'm shooting from my tree stand. And I shoot all these targets and I, I just have that time. Now, I want to encourage you, though, because archery and because shooting is therapeutic. I want to encourage you, even if you can't have a 3D course in your backyard, just get a target and shoot every day. Even if it's I tell people this, even if you get to shoot one arrow every day. Mm-hmm. That takes seconds. You know, it takes two minutes to go in your room, grab your bow, walk outside and shoot an arrow. But it's still that time to just not worry about anything else other than shooting your bow. Yep. Um, so I, I'm a huge proponent of shooting every day. Um, and, and people always get, you know, I don't want to say mad, but defensive uh, it, about why they can't shoot every day. Well, don't don't scroll on Instagram for four hours and you can probably shoot your bow. Dude, I finally convinced, you know, to your point, I finally convinced my fiance to let me throw a target down in our basement. And I mean, it's uh, my buddy Slope, his distance, he has it set at the bottom of the stairs. It's 15 yards. I'm able to stretch it to 20 yards in my basement. But I mean, I've got a Morel yellow jacket target, which I, I think are like 65 bucks. Like no one's telling you to go out and buy the thousand dollar Bigfoot target, you know, you can get a small block target and you can come down into your basement and 10, 15, 20 yards or go outside, bundle up if it's cold and just get a couple shots in. And that kind of sets the tone for how your day's going to go. Absolutely, man. I've got in my basement, I've got a, um, I think it's called the big eight from Delta. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can get, so let me just pull this up real quick because everybody's like, Oh man, you know, three D's that'd be so much fun, but I just can't afford that. And and if Delta McKenzie, you can buy the base camp archery target, buck for $99, um, you spend $99 on a whole lot more stupider stuff than a 3d target. I can promise you that. Oh yeah. One of my favorite is the little goblin that you can buy for like 106 bucks. Dude, I've thought um, hard about that goblin. That thing is cool looking. Oh, it's so much fun, dude. I shoot it all the time. People are like, where's the kill shot? And I'm like, right in the face. And uh, <laughs> no, I, but I also love little 3D targets, raccoons, woodchucks, uh, fox. Those are all, you know, 70, 80 bucks. 
and it gives you something fun to shoot at rather than a block. So guys, you know, again, I'm not telling you you have to go out and spend $10,000. Um, I, I certainly did not. Um, but you can get you a, a 3d target and get out there and shoot every day for a hundred bucks. Um, so I would just encourage you to, uh, it, you know, I've, I've had this conversation with others on the podcast before, and if it's important to you, you'll make a way. Hey, um, if it's important it. to you, I, I, I get so tired of people saying, Oh, I w- wish I could afford to go on a hunt like that. Um, somebody told me that the other day, I'm going to Texas in June to chase Axis. And somebody said, Oh, I wish I could afford to hunt like that. And I'm like, Oh yeah, quit smoking cigarettes. And you probably could. Yep. And, dude, uh, dude, I, I sold, I've sold old camo. I've sold, uh, almost all of my snowboarding gear, except for the bare minimum stuff. Um, you know, and I've saved up and dude, there's ways to make trips happen, man. You know, uh, for instance, my buddy and I, or Swope and I, when we went and chased the uh, Sika deer in Maryland, we found a campsite that was 25 bucks a night. We found, a, I think it was like $70 total. It, maybe it wasn't 25 bucks. It was like $70 total for the weekend. The uh, tags and fees and license in Maryland, I want to say was a total of like 170 bucks. And then if you want a peanut butter and jelly and ramen it the entire time, you're able to go on a super cool hunt for like 250 bucks. Yeah. No, there's opportunities. There's opportunities for sure. And that's one of my biggest advocacies for bear archery is you can buy. So at ATA, I shot the bear Alaskan for the first time um, and was absolutely blown away. I had a good time with that one. I actually kind of regretted choosing the refine over the Alaskan, not going to lie. And I thought to myself, I'm like, dude, this is a $500 bow, $539 bow. Yeah. And I'm like, if people would quit spending two grand on bows and spend 500, that gives you 1500 to go on an, on an awesome hunt. Dude, that, so with tying into what you're saying, that is another reason why I'm so thankful to be a part of bear archery is because, um, you know, I... I I do things in a couple of different industries that are not hunting or outdoor focused at all. So my I've kind of turned my Instagram into and you can see it in my bio a middleman kind of account so that whether I mean I've got I've had uh vegans over at my house that we're super close friends we come downstairs and not you know I'm not downplaying them but they just didn't know that like deer lose their horns every day. But that was a teaching moment. And if I can teach someone, you know, about archery and they take an interest and stuff like that, tying everything back in, Bear Archery is the single best brand for every price range bow. If you need to get it, if you just need something to get into it, you can. If you want that pile driving tack driver um you know top echelon bow bear archery has that and there's everything in between including ready to hunt packages which i don't see offered by a whole lot of other brands you know what's you know what's i don't want to say sad you know what's exciting though is is i truly believe and, and you can say whatever you want but i truly believe that that bear alaskan can shoot with any flagship bow anybody has to offer it's a phenomenal shooting bow. 
And uh, and again, it's for five hundred and thirty bucks. I could be a little off, but five hundred and thirty bucks. It's insane, dude. And, and all of these, I get asked. That's the most question I get asked: is who makes the best bow, or what's the best bear bow, or um, what bow should I buy? It depends that, on that, what your needs are. Yeah, that type of question is what I get, and I tell everyone the same thing. Everyone makes great bows now. You're not going to go to somebody and buy a bad bow. However, you're going to spend a whole lot more for it at other places. You can save yourself $1,500 and get an Alaskan. You can shoot. I mean, again, it's all about looking at something and asking yourself, what do you want to get out of it? Um, What can I put into this to get out in return? Um, You know, but I I got my wife a, a legit, which is a, like you said, one of the ready to hunt packages for like $300. And that thing shoots great. I would take it as a backup bow any any time. Um, it, it shoots phenomenal. She shot two deer with it this year, and uh, and it's it's a fantastic shooting little rig. Um, no, but I I also say that is my favorite thing about bear archery is when the new catalog comes out and I open it up. I'm like, oh, there's a new compound for me. Oh, there's a new recurve for me. Oh, there's a new crossbow for my dad. Oh, there's a new compound for my wife. Oh, they come out with a new little kid bow for my four year old. Oh, oh, they yeah. have this for my um, it, it, it's, it's a whole family ordeal and, and bear archery makes it a family ordeal. Dude. I mean, I'm on, I'm looking at their website on my phone right now at, at bear archery's website right now. And another one that we've actually kind of overlooked in terms of the ready to hunt packages is the, uh, well, let me see here. Um, the whitetail legend, you know, the, with, you know, the hunting public guys and, and things like that. And I mean, you can get that for 500 bucks and the resurgence ready to hunt. There's a paradox, you know, there is something for everyone. Like you said, archery should be and and, and could be a family ordeal. Um, and bear archery really helps make that possible, um, for families to, to, to make it affordable and make it, uh, obtainable for all ages, all sizes, shapes, and that's what I absolutely love about them. Um, you talked about your site and, and how you were trying to decide what site to go with. Um, now, before we dive into what site you chose and why, quick thank you to our friends over at Boning. Uh, Boning makes all of the all of the components that you need to build your arrows, all of the the tools that you need to build your arrows with, all the jigs, all the clamps, everything you could ever imagine to build your arrows. All the glues, waxes, melts, everything. Uh, they also have some incredible Fredbear branded products with their Fredbear flannel wraps, their Fredbear camo wraps to match your truck. Um, and my personal favorite uh, setup is a four fletch with a three inch Bronco vein. Um, but no matter what you like, whether it's blazers or whether it's heat veins, they have something for everyone and they have some incredible Fredbear branded products. So go check out our friends over at Boning. Um, do you have Fred Bear camo wraps yet? So here's <laughs> here's the thing, okay? My eyesight ain't what it used to be. And so I try to keep my back end of my stuff as white as possible so that that way, you know, when I'm able to make that pass-through shot, I'm always trying to think about, you know, the shot and what happens after. So like, for instance, you know, I don't know if you can see this, but I actually went with the heat uh, veins. I four fletched them 
And so I'm going to run that. It's got a two degree uh, to the right helical on it. And so I'm running that for this coming year, but it's all white. And so the idea behind that for me is, you know, hopefully a good pass through and I'm able to look at those veins and say, yeah, yeah. oh, dude, that looks slick. The green with the black. I like that. Um, And it's the four flush heat. And you've got the Fred Bear camera. Oh, dude, that looks clean. Maybe I'll maybe I'll do the wrap in Fred Bear and just keep the white. I might I might end up doing that because dude the Fred Bear camo is just a timeless classic. I mean, you know the redemption I had was all Fred Bear. I went with the refine that was black with the Fred Bear limbs, and it is just oh, yeah. so clean. Um, but no arrow wise, I try to keep that back end as white as possible to help me figure out where the shot went through at basically. Right. Um. Site setup. You 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 mentioned. Um, talking with Andrew, who was just recently on to talk about the new digital react. Um, what site did you, did you end up going with? Dude, so that I, I had a tough time deciding that digital react is super, super clean. Um, I think anyone, especially anyone that might have a little more trouble seeing low light situations, um, you know, having that knob with the number right in front of your face, I think that is a genius tool. Um, I actually was deciding between the React. I opted to not do the digital. I was trying to decide between the React One Pro and the React Trio. And what I ended up deciding, because I- I'll give you the background, I had a black gold slider. I had a Spot Hog Fast Eddie double pin. I like having the double or triple pin aspect to it. Um, And so I ended up going with the React Trio Pro. And I'm trying to basically stretch it as much as possible so that that way I can hit those 120, 111 yard shots while still maintaining my um, shot option uh, for hunting and things like that. Um, You know, I've got some tinkering I'm going to do with it. Uh, I might actually pull a pin and run it as a double pin. Um, But that's, you know, down the line, I've got to figure that out. Um, But yeah, so that's, that was kind of the whole thought process of going with the React Trio Pro. The short version is, I think I can shoot tack with it and I think I can hunt with it. And I like that aspect. Oh yeah, it is. I've shot that site now for four years. Um, it's the best site I've ever found. And I don't just mean from trophy Ridge. Um, I have, I have for about six, well, for about nine years, been a multi-pin slider. And I tried every single one of them, um, before I landed on trophy Ridge. And, uh, I was working at a, at a bow shop in Oklahoma city, um, throughout college. And so that gave me the, the added benefit of not having to purchase all of these sites. Um, so I would just run out to the range. I would screw on, you know, site a and shoot it for a day, screw on site B and shoot it for a day. I'd find one. I like, I'd shoot it for a week. I'd find one. I really like, I'd shoot it for two weeks. And, uh, I had the, I had two left. I had the trophy Ridge and and another site put on the trophy Ridge, really liked it, shot it for two weeks. Um, and I didn't want to take it off my bow. I, I liked everything about this site. Well, there, every other site that I had shot, I had found things I didn't like. I get to that site and it had fixed all of the things I, I didn't like about the others. 
and it's added some things I really enjoyed. I didn't want to take it off, but I told myself I have to try them all. So I took it off. I put the other, the last one on. Thank God I didn't like it at all. So it was like a two-day. It was a, a, a super cheap option. I, obviously, I'm not going to drop any names, but it was a super cheap option, and I didn't like it at all. It felt like junk. Took it off, threw the Trophy Ridge back on. And so I guess the React, the React Trio is four years old, but I've shot a multi-pin slider from Trophy Ridge for about seven years now and just fallen in love with them. Yeah, um, well, well, I'll tell you this too, not to, not to cut you off, but to add to it, you know, I thought I had it dialed. I went and shot an indoor 3d just back here in Ohio and, uh, anything it, we, we stretched it out to like 47 yards, anything like 37 and back, I was consistently hitting high and man popped out my uh pocket allen key set went to the top of the site just kind of did almost like a like a 132nd or a 116th back out basically spot on dialed ready to go and it took there you go it took me longer to get my allen wrench out than it did to actually make the adjustment yeah no and that's yeah. one of the beautiful benefits of it and that was one of the things that I didn't like about it, uh, about some of the other ones is if you want to change something, you've got to go into Archer's Advantage, print new sight tapes, take off your sight tapes, put them back on, test them, whatever. Or you have to do, you know, mark point A, point B, and then measure and see what tape you get, um, which is all fine and dandy if that's what you want to do. But with Trophy Ridge, I, within, okay, perfect example. I got the refine, um, uh, I think just before November last year. And I had been hunting with a recurve all year, but I really wanted to try to shoot a deer with my refine. It was the new compound, really wanted to go out and shoot it. And so I think it was a Thursday night. I spent like 25 minutes sighting it in, was sighted out to 100, and I'm like, cool. Went out and hunted with it the next morning and shot a beautiful Kansas whitetail. Um, and it was sighted in to 100 yards in 25 minutes just insane dude, dude that's so that's the thing people don't realize like i overanalyze everything oh my god me too and so like normally right and with my previous sites that i mentioned i would be on a site i would have my um oh my tester psych tape to let me know you know all oh, pick tape 23 i would get it dialed on day one and let's just say you know between 23, 24, and 25 in terms of the numbers of tape, it would take me a week after that to try to figure out like, oh, which one, you know, I'd shoot 24 good one day and then I'd shoot uh, 23 good the next day. And it was just like, it would take me a week. And I, I had this Trophy Ridge site dialed in a day and a half, two days, and almost in disbelief to myself, like, did I did I do something wrong? Did I mess something up? Did I miss something? Because it took so much less time yeah. to get ready to go. No, I'm the same way, man. I am a, especially with my recurve, I'm an anal tuner. Like it, it, it'll take me two weeks to tune a bow just because if it's the slightest bit knock, knock left at 35 yards, I'm like, Oh, I gotta go back to the drawing board. You know what I mean? It's just, it's insane. Uh, and I understand that it's all in my head. And so here's what I want to do. I, AJ, I ask everybody, 
uh, what's one field note you have for me to make people a better hunter? And, and I don't always share one. Um, but I want to share one while you think of yours. Um, okay, yeah. if it works, just shoot it. Like quit putting so much effort into being able to shoot an aspirin when a deer's kill zone is a paper plate. Um, if a bow is shooting well, just shoot it. And it really doesn't matter what the tune charts say. It really doesn't matter what everybody on the forum say. Um, perfect example is this. I was having trouble tuning, uh, my Kodiak Hunter and I was getting, an, uh, I had to raise the knock so high up to get good arrow flight. And everybody on the forums was like, don't go above th three quarters of an inch or whatever. And so I was above that and I was racking my brain trying to get it low, trying to change arrow spine, trying to do all this stuff. And then finally I was like, you know what? I know I can put it on an inch and shoot bullet holes. And so I did it and I went out and shot and now I'm enjoying shooting my bow. Um, so if whatever your bow likes, just do it. Don't worry about, well, their bow likes this, or they say this arrow shouldn't fly good out of this, or they say a four fletch heat vein won't fly good out of a whisker biscuit. Well, it does. So what, who cares what you think? Um, if your bow likes it, just shoot it and quit worrying about it and enjoy archery. Yeah, no, dude. I think, I think you hit the nail on the head with that. I mean, that is, that is a great piece of advice for people. Um, because I, <laughs> I've been a part of, uh, a couple of different Facebook groups and I, and you know, everybody's been there, right. You get on and you assume everybody on there is, you know, uh, cool in a sense. And I was that guy. I took the video spacing sideways of me shooting. And I'm like, Hey guys, how's my form look? And just got ripped apart. But what they didn't see was that I could still remember I was using a Matthew switchback XT when I did it. And I can still remember it was a 35 yard shot and it was a dead ringer. But all of these people in this forum were like, draw lengths too long. You're not, you know, uh, you know, the string is not crossing the corner in the nose and uh, you know, you're dropping too early and you're twerking it and stuff like that. And I'm like, but I just shot a bullseye. And so, no, I totally get where you're coming from with that, man. Um, shoot, I guess now. So my turn, right? Yeah. Now I will say this. There's something to be said about good form. There's something to be said about correctly spined arrows. There's something to be said about there. There's something to be said about that. So take advice and use it and become better. Um, but I remember calling, I, I was calling three rivers and I'm like that you've got to help me through this because this isn't working on this shot and this isn't working on this bow and this should tune perfect. And, and the guy on the phone said, listen, I shoot. And he walked me through a setup and he said, and I shoot a 600 spine arrow. And I was like, what? And he's like, I know shouldn't work, but it does. And he's like, that's just what that bow likes. And I have to accept that. And, and I was like, bingo. Like, okay, sorry, you know, that I wasted your time. Uh, but I learned a valuable lesson there. It's just whatever your bow likes, whatever, whatever arrows, whatever broadhead, whatever spot, I mean, whatever um, knock height or brace height your bow likes, run with it and quit worrying so much about, and, and please understand what I'm saying. I am absolutely, I spend so much time tuning bows. I'm not saying we don't have to tune our bows. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is there comes a point where you just have to accept that's good enough. I'm going to go out and shoot. 
Yeah, no, I agree a hundred percent. You, I mean, you could drive yourself crazy trying to think of every little thing and do every little thing. Shoot. Well, I mean, and and I've mentioned this on um, Instagram before. Um, my biggest thing is you and you and I both understand this. There are some sectors of this industry that are super, super competitive, don't talk to each other, don't, you know, almost like rude to each other because everyone's like battling head to head and stuff like that. But my biggest thing is be a sponge to those doing what you want to do. Okay. For instance, um, I follow a guy by the name of Jake Bush because he is a early season killer, man. And I, you know, I give that's it's two part, be a sponge, but also give props, you know, um, the, uh, the mobile setup behind me, right. I built that mobile setup based off of things that Jake Bush, uh, Jacob Lishan and Cody DeQuisto did. And I give those guys props to it because, you know, you can't expect to just go out and do everything on your own. You have to see what others are doing that you want to be doing. If your goal is to shoot only 200 inch whitetails, you need to follow those people and see what they're doing, what tips and tricks they're doing to be able to do something like that. If your goal is to grow world-class whitetails, you should be following the Lakoskis. You should be following the Drury Outdoors. Um, you know, if your goal is to be as lethal as possible, you should be following our buddy Shane, the Bone Maniac, and and go from there. And it, I'm I'm sick of people trying to act like we can't get along in this space. You know, yeah. we're we're hunters, we're outdoorsmen, we're uh, conservationists first and foremost, and we are a dying breed. I think I see a resurgence coming, but we've got to be able to do it together. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Don't knock, yeah. Don't knock somebody because of how they do something, because that person might turn around in two weeks and go kill 180 inch whitetail, you know, take everything in, listen to the podcasts. Um, you know, if your goal is to strictly hunt public land, Follow the hunting public, follow Jake Bush. You know, if you are keying in on um, mountain bucks and, you know, hilly territory and things like that, find someone who has specialized in that and take notes from what they're doing. We can all be learning from each other. I will never, ever claim to know everything about the industry or anything like that, man. I've been hunting for um what what is it now i've been hunting i'm 27 i've been hunting for 11 years and i think i've learned more this past year than i have in previous years and it's just like right. just always be a sponge always be open to someone else's idea of how they hunt yeah absolutely man that i'm the biggest proponent of finding mentors finding coaches finding people to to gather information from um and I, it's been an absolute honor. Um, and that was the purpose behind this podcast was to give a place of learning was to give a place of, you know, not just telling hunting stories and, and, and making people think that, Oh, these guys on the show, they're big, bad hunters. 
but my goal behind the show was to teach and inspire new hunters um, or hunters looking to get into something else. Um, and so that's what this podcast, I've always wanted it to be as a place. Uh, I'm fully open. Like if you, people call me, you can message me on Instagram, you can send me an email. Um, and, and I want to be able to answer any and all questions. And it's been an honor, man. I got, I got an email just this year from a guy and he's like, dude, uh, I started hunting, uh, thanks to your podcast. And here's my first doe. And I'm like, holy cow. Like that, dude, was, I my, got chills, that man. was my that's, dream. Like, that's awesome. That's why um, we do this. Oh my. And then he sent me another picture later on and was like, got a bigger one now. And I'm like, man, I posted on my old Instagram. Um, everybody on here knows that I was hacked, but, uh, I need to make a post again about that guy and, and his journey into hunting. And, and it was just, I remember I was, I was at my folks house in Arkansas when I got the email and my parents were like, my dad was like, what's up, dude. Cause like I became emotional. Like I was, yeah. he was like, what's up, dude. And I'm like, dude, you got to read this email. And it was like a book, uh, about, you know, why he got into hunting and thank you for this and thank you for that. And I'm like, I've never met the guy. Like, I don't even know who the guy is. He heard my email address on a show one time and sent me this and I was blown away and humbled. Um, so I say all that to say this, be willing to soak in information from other people, but also be willing to give information to other people. Quit holding on to all the information, quit holding on to everything you've learned, quit holding on to, to, to how to tune a bow, quit holding on to, you know, what all of these things and start sharing it because that is the best thing I promise you that in your hunting career you will ever do. Yeah, man. I, dude, I agree 100%. And I would almost, I would almost say that the people doing it for the right reason, actually, I know for me personally, the people doing it for the right reason want to see you succeed as badly as they want to succeed because 100%. Dude, there's no shortage of deer. There's no shortage of does. There's no shortage of bucks. Now, depending on what caliber you want to go after, sure, I get that. But, you know, for instance, and I've, I've referenced him a couple of times, but my buddy Jake, who looked up to him, we met, I met him, we've stayed in touch. He just took his girl out on her first hunt and she smoked a brute of a buck. And he texted me and was like, dude, this is almost better than me actually killing one for myself, seeing her reaction seeing yeah. new people get into it like that's why we do this you know and yeah man it just there's no I, i've always been a big proponent regardless of the industry there is no shortage of success but yeah. you do have to work for it yeah i uh i was out hunting this year and i had a cameraman with me and uh my wife was out hunting as well she was at her folks house and uh and and she was hunting and she texted me, she, she, this would be her first whitetail. So she texted me and, uh, she said, I shot and I'm like, what? Like I'm freaking out. Yeah. Like what happened? And, uh, and she said, the only thing else she said was a doe. And I'm like, I look up at the cameraman and he was like, what, where? Like he thought I saw a big butt coming out. Yeah. But I look on my face. He's like, what, where, where? And I'm like, dude, Chrissy just shot a, a doe. We got to go. And he's like, dude, it's prime time. And I'm like, don't care got a bolt dude yeah and uh and so oh my gosh i was so excited man and uh but yeah you're absolutely right um it, it's it's more meaningful um to see somebody that you've invested in uh harvest an animal and, and especially in that situation where i didn't even know i had i had 
I had uh, taught this guy anything. I didn't even know that I had, uh, you know, given him that kind of information. And it was just, it was, it was incredibly humbling um, to for for that to happen. So I'm a huge proponent of not only should you be soaking in information constantly, but you should also be pouring out information for others to soak in constantly. Um, 100%. And I'll even say if people reach out to me and ask a question, I'll give you my best answer. But if I know that there's more to it, I will tell you exactly what podcast I use. I will tell you exactly who I follow for that specific reason. And like, I'll give you as much information as I can. But if it goes deeper, I'm going to direct you to that person as well. Exactly. And there was just on last episode or, or a couple episodes ago, uh, Warren Holder from from Raised Hunting, we were talking about um, tuning a recurve and he asked me a question. And uh, and I was like, you know what? I don't know, um, but I know who can answer it. And so we get off and, 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 you know, I don't know if Warren was was thinking to himself like a lot would um, that I probably wouldn't get back to him. But immediately we got done recording. I called my friend Tom Clum from Rocky Mountain Specialty Gear. I said, hey, Tom, I got a question on recording. Or I got a question while recording a podcast. I didn't know the answer, but I knew you would. He gave me the answer. I called Warren back, and I'm like, hey, man, figured it out. And uh, and and that's when I told him, I'm like, you know, from now on, if you have any deeper questions that I can't answer, here's Tom Clum. He's a, a recurve coach, a recurve instructor. Here's his phone number, his email. Feel free to reach out. Because I just want I want that that channel of information to be open. Uh, to everybody. Um, absolutely, man. Great tip. Yeah. I mean, that that's something I, I will live and die by is be a sponge to those doing what you want to do. Yeah. Now, before we go, I got to ask you, what are you going to do if you win another truck? <laughs> um. Well, I don't know if I can gift that. I mean, uh, it, so I have actually already thought about it, right? Because the whole visualization, you know, um, manifesting things like that. Um, I honestly, it, if I were to win the truck again, let me first say this year, it will take Swope paying for my ticket again for me to even shoot at it. Because like I said, I want to get back. My buddies don't know this, but if they listen to the podcast, they will. Um, I'm going to pay a shot for everyone in my group to shoot. And then I'll probably pay for, I'm, I'm going to, I'm taking enough money that I'm going to pay for a couple of random guys to shoot at it as well. Just in, in the sense of giving back. That's awesome. If, if in a roundabout way I end up shooting and winning the truck again, it will probably go to my buddy Swope. Honestly. I was going to say, you know, a podcast host that would, that would love it. <laughs> well, what, well, I tell you what, why don't we both shoot at the, um, you know, if there's an African safari hunt again and we'll just go on that. That's what I'm talking about. Right there. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. No, uh, very cool, man. Uh, where can they find you at on social media? Yeah, man. So my social media is actually the underscore coffee Viking, all one word. Or if you want to try to figure out how to spell Kazmerzak, I can't imagine there's too many of those on Instagram either. <laughs> Good luck with that, though. Yeah, um, exactly. I can promise you guys, if you go and follow him, um, you will live your life in jealousy. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You'll be jealous of a beard. You'll be jealous of a truck. You'll be jealous of hair. You'll be jealous of all this stuff. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, 
Before we go, one more quick thank you to our friends over at Season Report. Season Report is, in my opinion, the very best thing you could ever spend 10 bucks on. Go to seasonreport.com, use code HUNTING101, and that's going to make the entire platform just 10 bucks for you. And what Season Report is, on the hunting side of things, it is a, a online hunting almanac, wallet, whatever you want to call it. Um, you can save your counties that you hunt in by the county. Then all you got to do is click on that county and it pulls up all of your state rules, regulations, laws, bag limits, everything you need to know about hunting in that county on one easy to use, easy to understand platform. It gives you a calendar view so you can see all the overlapping different seasons. So you know that if your bow season's overlapping your rifle season, all those types of things, it is the best thing, in my opinion, you could ever spend 10 bucks on in hunting. They've also added some gardening and foraging things uh, so you know when things are in season and what you could prepare with what you have. Uh, so go check out seasonreport.com. Use code HUNTING101, and that's going to make it just 10 bucks for you for the entire year. Um, AJ, Coffee Viking, whatever you want to call you, thank you so much for coming on, man. I greatly appreciate it. I love your enthusiasm about bear archery. I love your enthusiasm about the truck. I love your giving back mentality. So from the bottom of my heart, man, keep doing what you're doing because it's working. Dude, I greatly, greatly appreciate it. That means the world to me. Thank you for giving me a platform to talk about this kind of stuff, man. And seriously, I wish you nothing but success in the future. And guys, I would highly recommend you um, to check out a Total Archery Challenge event this year. Take the 111 shot. All it takes is one shot. If you're in Oklahoma, stop by April 1st through the 3rd at the Total Archery Challenge. I would love to hang out with you. I'd love to talk hunting with you. We can shoot together. We can have fun together. You can ask me any questions you have, um, but I'll be hanging out in the booth all weekend long. So come find me in Oklahoma. Guys, thank you for listening. Y'all have a great week and just get out there and try a Total Archery Challenge this year. 